Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual. I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Paddy Mann. Paddy, good morning. Good, mo- <laughs> good morning. <laughs> so uh, what are we going to be covering today, Paddy? So the big topic that I want to cover today, uh, and it comes after our discussion yesterday. So yesterday we were talking about issues, how to deal with them when they come up in your business, how to make sure you permanently fix them uh, and, and manage that. I want to take a slightly different angle today and, and discuss about what happens when you've got an issue and it leads to you being frustrated with a colleague. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, really common. Uh, I, and again, I know this, this is something that uh, I experienced myself frequently. Uh, I know that other people experience it in the team and about myself from time to time. Uh, I know that my uh, my wife will bring home frustrations with colleagues. I know that it's a thing that will be discussed, you know, with, with friends and family after after work, those, those pain points where there's an issue where someone's doing something which is annoying. And I want to talk about a way that we try always to think about that type of issue. Mm. And that is this this fundamental ethos, which is it's a process issue, not a people issue. Yeah. Yeah. I love, before love we go that. into, before we go into, uh, you know, what exactly what I mean by that, uh, perhaps let's just share some kind of frustrations that we have. <laughs> let's share some frustrations we have with colleagues. We're going to glass our wine out and, uh, and let's go. Uh, Alexis, chuck a few out there. Yeah, so most common frustrations that I, I've either had or I'll, um, uh, I'll, I'll give myself a get out of jail free card by saying or have seen other business owners have is uh, <laughs> tends to be frustrations like um, the kind of dropped balls, you know, where you some, where you agree, like you feel like you've agreed that something's going to be done in a particular way and then it's not in future or you f- feel like um, that there were some yeah, fundamental steps that needed to be done as part of some activity process responsibility you've handed over. And then later on, you kind of just see, oh, they were just completely missed. And that's really frustrating because then you feel like, well, you know, what's the point of it to you? Because now I have to spend as much time as it would have taken to do it myself. But now I have to fix it and then tell you again and do all that kind of stuff. I think that that'd be one of the first ones that comes to mind. What about for you? <laughs> Oh, this uh, is, this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, okay, I'm going to give an example, which is right here present. Uh, oh, no. I am currently pissed off with Alexis, uh, and it's it's not like a like I'm really really pissed off. Uh, I'm smiling at him. He's now looking worried. But there, there's something that frustrated me literally uh, just before we started the the episode, and. Uh, in my mind, what's happened is I've said, okay, every time we're going to start this episode at a certain time and we're going to be there five minutes early so we can go live at a specific time. And Alexis is turning up at the time that we're meant to go live and I'm going, oh, that's so annoying. And it really, even though it shouldn't, even so it's quite quite minor, it's, it's that kind of thing which really gripes mm. on you. And the way that you tend to deal with this when this kind of issue comes up and, and most people handle it is you take that frustration, you bottle it up and you vent it to friends and family. You, you take it down to the or, water. Or live on a LinkedIn live. Coffee, or you, you share it live and, and put him on the spot <laughs> and make the world aware of, of his shortcomings at, at turning up at the time that I said was, uh, was really important. 
but of course it's 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 minor uh, and there's going to be many different reasons why why this mm. is happening it could be i know alexis has to drop his kids off at school before he has a podcast so it could be it simply isn't possible for him to arrive at the the time i said it's quite likely that he's misunderstood the time that i've uh, specified and is simply turning up at the point that he thinks he's meant to turn up there's 20 different reasons but i have i have two options here i have an option to be annoyed which is kind of entertaining it kind of makes me feel self-important <laughs> okay. i have something to talk about with the wife or or i can go wait a minute there's a process issue and so yeah. we can go back to what we were talking about yesterday about how to manage issues and make sure they get dealt with in a timely fashion i've literally before this uh, podcast added a issue to the uh air manual issue tracker which is um starting time uh, 9.25 or 9.30 question mark. And that's enough to remind me on the call later or when we talk about it is that there's something that's causing me a little gripe. We'll talk about it. And there may be, well, there could be multiple uh, outcomes. Yeah. It could be that we uh, go, yeah, Paddy, you're right. We should be starting ex at the time you thought. It could be that Alexis makes a good case and we have to start at the time that he's turning up. It could be that we uncover that it's uh, it's not ideal where it is at the moment and we need to think about another time in the, in the day. But the point being here, Alexis is, is causing this conflict, this pain, uh, this frustration, and it's it's nothing to do with him. It's a, it's a process issue. It's a, it's a communication issue and it's something that's really, yeah. really easy, um, easy to resolve. I'll, I'll throw out some more examples. So that's a really kind of minor little little gripe and it was unlikely to ever lead to a long lasting uh feud um but yeah other I, example, I, I, just just sorry. just before we go on to other examples because uh uh because i i, I actually to defend yourself Wait well indeed uh, but <laughs> and, and also not going to don't need to um but uh I, I really like that as an example because i think it highlights that it doesn't have to be major things and also uh, like in in the scheme of things like it's not like um, you know, uh, major mistakes being made in uh, supporting customers or, you know, or updating a website, uh, updating your product to your website, or whatever. So the whole thing goes down, like things that have material uh, direct impacts. And yet the frustration, whether it's for, for the business owner or for other team members can feel very significant. And I think, as you say, like tackling it as a process issue, like whether it's, okay, well, we need to block in time in the diary so that for example, a call doesn't get arranged just before this, which is what happened, um, so that, that that you know that kind of thing doesn't happen. And so it's about um, identifying. I think, as you say, you know, treating it as a process issue. What what could be in place to prevent that issue happening in future? And I think when you embrace that principle, it's actually quite empowering for obviously both the the team and the individual that might be otherwise causing you frustration, but also for you as the as the leader or as the manager. I've, the number of times I've found where, you know, where I feel that frustration at a team member, but then as soon as you go, well, actually, this is just, you know, a process issue, it's so much easier to fix. Like, rather than thinking, oh, Janet, I need to go and have a conversation with her and remind her that she needs to do this step in the process. Instead, it's, okay, how do we make it so that it's more difficult to make that mistake or that uh, that's not a thing that she has to remember. It's something that goes in. So I, th I think it's a great illustration. Um, give us another example of perhaps one from the, the past or one that you've seen uh, other business leaders uh, deal with. What are the sorts of things that tend to be frustrating and how have, uh, how's it then been dealt with? 
right, I, I, I bring one which feels a bit more kind of fundamental. It's uh, the moment where you're starting to question whether someone's able to do their job because mm. that's really frustrating when you've got a member on the team and yeah. you're looking at them and you're going, you're responsible for this area and it might be uh, doing development or doing sales demo calls and you are dropping balls and the time that it takes for us to support you and work around this this mess is it, it, it's so painful that it's kind of it throws so much into question it's causing me pain i'm frustrated you're becoming a bottleneck for the rest of the team so you have to wait hours you're not responding quickly when i need you to and the mistakes that are happening they could be costing us business they could be you know all all sorts of little uh kind of like a domino of of pain points that come spiraling across the the business and the individuals that are are working with that in uh working with that person and that's that's a it's a much bigger uh challenge to be looking at mm. than someone turning up to a to a meeting and it's like so that, how do you do that surely the, the easy answer the easy answer is you get frustrated that person and you start going this person might not be up to their job or everyone holds that thought at the back of their head and it may include their manager and leadership and it may include their their colleagues but that's the the easy answer but of course uh, as per the the episode theme we think there's a uh, a better option there yeah and, and i think before we go into that a better option like taking that example and that's an example that i have both uh, dealt with in, within uh, in our businesses but also have seen a lot of business leaders particularly struggle with the one around those salespeople. like oh my salespeople aren't following up effectively or they aren't doing things on the sales calls in the way that they should and as a result conversion rates aren't as high we spend a load of money on the marketing and generating these leads and then one or two of my salespeople just aren't converting and I think that that is definitely an area where the temptation is to go, I just need better salespeople. And so they go out thinking, or oh, oh, I'll just find a better salesperson and uh, either actually or plan and think about firing those that aren't up to speed and, and aren't delivering the results. But my experience has been that it's a lot less to do with the person um, and their skills and knowledge and experience that they bring into the business and more about the tools that you give them uh, once they're there, you know, the the clarity on what are the right questions to be asking, for example, in the sales discussion and um, what are the most common objections that people would have and how do you overcome them? How do you do that both on the call? But then how do you do that in the follow up and providing the salespeople with that makes it more likely that they get the results. But um, and, and so as a result, which becomes a process issue is, is how do you make sure that you've provided them with that as part of their onboarding, as part of their training and or at the point that they're conducting those calls. But also the um, one of the frustrations is for business owners is they go, right, this salesperson has been in the business six months, a year, two years, three years, and I'm not happy with their performance over the last X months. So it's like they might have been in the business three years, but it's like, but they're, you know, but their performance, I've, I've now looked at their numbers and I've spotted that for the last year, their conversion rates have been rubbish. And that again, like initially that, <laughs> that shows up as frustration with the person. It's, oh, damn it. That, you know, why can't Bruce be better? Uh, and why, why is Bruce doing such a bad job recently? He's going to bring my business down. And of course, in reality, like if you use the same principle, it's a process issue, not a people issue, uh, or at least use that as the default it gives you a different starting point because suddenly you say, well, why is it taking me six months or a year to even spot that? 
what where's my process for reviewing that where's my process for identifying that performance isn't where it should be and going backwards through the chain to work out where that issue is where's my process for identifying whether is this just an issue for bruce or is this across the rest of the sales team is it because we've changed our pricing or changed our offer or there's a new competitor out there or is it because marketing leads are different and it's that when you empower yourself and the team with that angle, suddenly you create a business where actually you don't rely on people just magically bringing their A game all the time and suddenly giving you results. Instead, you've got a much more provable, um, consistent uh, way of uh, way of delivering that. So I, I love that as a as an example. Um, so uh, you, we've talked about a few examples, and feel free to check in another one. But when we talk about approach it as a process issue like what's the what's the what's the better approach you said that the, you said that the easy answer is blame the person and uh, and either just get frustrated at them or actively pl- plot to remove them or, or whatever um what's the approach that you'd expect to go through to to actually handle this as a process issue rather than people issue <laughs> well oh, good, good question i guess we've kind of alluded to some of the steps that we can do but let, let's take it back from the start so Step number one, you identify in your mind that there is an issue. You're feeling this niggle. And the second that you are starting to vent to someone or just wound up, try and work out what that what that is. And it's going to go, oh, man, Alexis, where is he? At that point in time, you want to capture the issue. It's uh, as we, we talked about yesterday, uh, Ray Dalio in uh, his hedge fund, they have a frustration button just to capture that moment in time because there's something causing frustration. There's something which is causing a gripe. It's holding back the business. It's causing things not to work as they should do. And if you capture it, you can deal with it. So in this case, I went straight to the exact issue tracker, added a point, didn't need a detail. I didn't need to put the answer in. I didn't need to put my hypotheses of exactly why Alexis uh, hadn't turned up. I didn't need a historical record. I'm going to start bringing need... in my own frustrations, Paddy. Are you going <laughs> Uh, that, that, that next week we'll try it with spreadsheets no <laughs> it is simply just something to remind me to bring bring up that discussion yeah. and i tell you what for the theme of de-stress your business that moment mm. when you capture it is, is it's just a weight just goes off because yeah. up to that point i'm i'm frustrated i'm invented i don't have a solution and one of the biggest sources of stress is worrying about our, our relationships with other people and about mm. confrontation. Um, and I've, I've captured it in a way that I know isn't going to cause uh, harm. It's on the, uh, on the list, but even if it w- was still going to be something that uh, was going to be an uncomfortable conversation, it's there and I know it's going to be dealt with. And I can now forget about it until we have that discussion. So capture it. And in so many cases, just the fact that it, it's done, and particularly when the team has, has experienced this a few times so they know what to expect too, then that is a huge de-stressor. Then what we're going to do later is we'll be talking about that that issue. And the second you know, huge de-stressor is that I'm going to present that as this is what's happening, this is what I'm experiencing, and Alexis, what's your side of the story? And And instead of saying... We've got an issue. Alexis always turning up late. Alexis, how are you going to fix it? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, Alexis, the system's not working for some reason. Yeah. I'm taking responsibility because I'm, you know, I'm owning the podcast and marketing. It's not your, you know, 
<laughs> maybe there's a misunderstanding. Maybe it's it's something, but it's currently at this moment in time, it's my responsibility, my problem, not not Alexis's, uh, and I want to work with him to to solve it. And by presenting it in that way, it just it bulldozes through the potential conflict because Alexis will go, yeah, I can see how that that would be uh, uh, frustrating. I I misunderstood, or I've got other things which makes it hard, and we'll work through to a to a solution. And even if you occasionally uh, have, even if Alexis is surprised the first time, whatever, by having that, that way that we, we manage the issue on the call, we make sure that mm. you work it through till you've got an answer. Um, it's very, very rare that we'll have a heated discussion. Sometimes we will, but you work it through to the answer on the meeting yeah. and then it's dealt with. So yeah, number one, work out there's a pain point. Number two, capture it. That will remove the stress of worrying it about it, about it the whole time. Number three, uh, discuss it on the meeting, presenting it that you, the leader, the manager, that it's your responsibility, your challenge, your issue, which you are sharing with them. Yeah. And then get their, their viewpoint and work out the, uh, resolution and, and that's it. And that resolution, as we, we talked about earlier, you know, so, sometimes it's a, a minor tweak. Sometimes it's just a misunderstanding. Sometimes it's the specific checklist. So, uh, or the process. So Alexis's uh, get to podcast on time checklist just needs to be updated so that it, it tells them the right time. Sometimes it's a bigger change to your to your day. So maybe he has to restructure his meetings to make things work. Sometimes it's a training or an onboarding issue that he wasn't made aware of expectations early on. And we can put that into onboarding for future uh, so that everyone else is aware of what's expected. Sometimes it's a coaching issue. Sometimes it's uh, uh, that we're not tracking things every day so it needs to be updated on a, a dashboard or that the support and feedback loops aren't working mm -hmm. uh, and so that we need to make sure that the one-to-ones with his manager are working and so on and so forth the the solution uh, and so on it you know you have to dig deep to really work out what could be uh improved with the system with the business to make sure it doesn't happen again yeah but that's that's how you work through it no, I, lo I love that. And I think the um, it, one of the challenges, because I, I think the starting point is exactly, as you say, uh, where uh, often you can tackle it kind of head on with that person, whether it's through a one-to-one -one meeting with them or whatever, um, or perhaps it's a more general issue that affects multiple people, in which case perhaps it gets pulled up at the team meeting. Note that sometimes the individual may not have the answer. Right. So, for example, in the in the case where you've got a frustration that why isn't this particular salesperson or group of salespeople achieving great results or the results I was getting as the business owner or whatever when I was doing sales and they may not have the answer. Right. Like, you know, how do you get better conversions? They probably don't know. They may have some ideas. There might be things that they feel are holding them back, whether it's, you know, not being able to offer the discounts or the offers that the business owner was doing before. And suddenly the salespeople aren't allowed to do that and, and so on. Um, but sometimes then they're not able to come with the answer. And I think the point you make around, so it might be that you have to go back to the training and the onboarding. For example, it might be that you look at, okay, what's the difference between my top performing salespeople and my bottom performing salespeople? What are they doing differently? And it might be that they're asking different questions or they spend more time focusing on the customer's pain points, right? Rather than jumping in solution, or maybe um, they, uh, are much clearer on coming to the next steps. And of course, the temptation is to say, well, why can't my salespeople just be better at asking those questions or, or whatever? Whereas uh, instead, if you'd say, well, why haven't 
all of my salespeople got that understanding and that skills and so on. And it might be because you're not even, you, at no point do you say that's important and tell them how to do it. Or it might be that you do, but you don't give enough opportunity to role play it and practice it and and um, uh, and close the gaps. And so often I think that, as you say, like going back to that, that training, that onboarding uh, and so on can be, can be a really good uh, place to um, to address it. What um, in terms of uh, this approach, you know, there's, you can see that when you do this, it means that it reduces, as you described, it reduces the frustration. It means it means that you've got kind of instant weight off. It means that you can um, move towards a resolution faster and you can continuously improve with the team. What if it really is a people issue? What if you're finding that you've um, you've tried to improve the process or indeed, let's say that you've got a checklist for um, let's say it's. So, uh, for salespeople, sending out invoices to the customers once they've agreed, right? And doing the contract bit and sending out the invoice. And there's particular steps that are written in the documentation and that are really, really important. Like, I don't know, setting the tax right or double checking the numbers or, or whatever. And you've kind of gone through the process of, okay, how do we make sure that this actually gets done? And so maybe with the team, you've agreed, oh, we're going to put this in red to make sure it's really important. What if you have got one member of the team who just rushes stuff? They don't refer to the documents or when they do, they kind of don't follow through with enough detail. They just kind of skip stuff. They assume that they know the answer. Uh, and so as a result, they are regularly making mistakes that's costing you loads of money, costing you loads of time. And they just do it. And, and every time that you bring it back to them and discuss like how important it is and so on, in theory, they agree. But in practice, they, they then don't do it. And you've had that conversation perhaps a few times. What then? Like what, what would then you say uh, was, is the approach? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because I bet there's people listening to the early part of the episode and going, yeah, what if I try this and it's still done? Because my, my hunch is this, this person sucks. Come on, we, we we probably need to move on. I'd say the important thing is that your default starting point is that it's a process issue, not a, a people issue. After going that it's a process issue, the next thing is to look at um, and, and assuming that you are holding them, you know, when you're delving into that issue and holding your team uh, accountable like you you're continuing to re review those issues and check it so you're going you know is this is this happening it becomes a performance issue mm -hmm. and with uh we go we go into the world of, of of performance management and making sure that your team are getting timely uh conversations with, and feedback and coaching from their uh typically from their direct manager uh, we highly, highly recommend that this is a, a weekly, uh, a weekly meeting, uh, because the timeliness is is so important. And so you'd want to be making sure that 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 pain point is identified, turning it into, uh, oh, making it clear that both you as a manager and and they understand the pain and the impact, and then looking at what is the the new behaviours that we want to see. Mm. Uh, the the employee demonstrating to 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 show that they're able and capable to do their job and move forward. Now, of course, they they need to understand at that point the seriousness and the fact that they are being course corrected and, and supported. But it should be a very much a coaching atmosphere. It's something yeah. that it's still part of your system, your business, the way that you deal with uh, issues of this nature is that you give them the coaching and and help them course correct and. I tell you what, in our experience, when, when that works, uh, when that happens and you have that kind of course correction, we're actually uh, incredibly surprised just how often it works. It really does. Cause 
by the time it gets to that point, you're, you're, you feel like you've already expressed to them the pain. And then you really put the focus on it and you support them on the week to weeks. And, and they understand. Mm. And it's like, you're having this conversation and saying, look, the one thing that I need to see from you next week is an improvement in this area. And we, you, you agree a, a change in their behavior, which you'll be looking for in the following week. And over time, fingers crossed. And I would say for the, uh, with the people that we've hired that's happened more often than not, you'll start to see an improvement. Um, if you still don't, then again, your performance management processes come into play. And so what you're looking for is to have uh, regular and timely uh, performance reviews so that you're able to capture it in a systemized way. Um, the the big kind of theme in uh, HR uh, a decade ago and, and uh, uh, some are still catching up. It used to be a kind of an annual performance review that's oh, for most frankly useless. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be it needs to be more frequent than that, probably okay. quarterly, so that you're able to give that intervention where you kind of basically give them a, a scorecard and go, you are currently off where we need you to be. You understand why, because you've been getting this feedback on this weekly loop. Um, and if needed, you then have a, a performance improvement plan. Uh, yeah, and... I, 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 th I think we'll have to do a separate episode where we go deep into that yeah. process because I think for a lot of businesses, they either don't have any performance review cycle or uh, effective process in place, or they do, but it's a tick box exercise and, and not really seen as something valuable for either party. And yet our experience of when it's done well is a, it's really useful to the, the manager, the business leader or whatever, because it ultimately gives you a way in which you can either A, support people improving their performance, um, uh, B, give people recognition for great performance and help them identify where they're going to uh, develop and improve them further, or C, unfortunately, manage them out of the business. But also we've seen that it's hugely valuable to the, uh, to the employee themselves as well. And often um, people come out of performance reviews in, in our businesses and, and highlight as one of their wins as part of the daily huddle in which they say, oh yeah, this, is, uh, this was great and gave me some focus and so on. So we'll, we'll have to cover that in a separate episode. But I think to zoom it back out to, so as a result, you know, the, um, uh, we're essentially saying the, the default position should be that it's a process issue, not a people issue. And the reason for doing that is because A, that's uh, a lot easier to solve, but B, because that's most often the case. In general, people are not uh, you know, uh, trying to maliciously destroy your life and business uh, from the inside. Most people are trying to do a good job, but it's not always easy or clear uh, how to do so. And so by uh, tackling those issues, um, managing them through an issue management process, as we've discussed in a previous episode, uh, you, you can get better results. And if you've then repeated that several times over and you get to a point where someone's just not towing the line, then you can follow a performance management process to, to, uh, to get them out. So, um, yeah, love that. Thank you, Paddy. Anything else to add before we, uh, before we wrap up? No, I think you nailed it as a summary. Yeah. 90, 99 percentage yeah, of your, of your issues. It's going to be a process issue. It's not a people issue, uh, and we'll come on to performance issues uh, another day. But frankly, you don't need to go near that for almost all of the issues that will be coming up in your in your business day to day. Fantastic, love it, and I think this is yeah such an area of uh, uh, 
powerful leverage that you can have over reducing the stress in the business. Uh, regular listeners uh, to this uh, to this podcast and, and live uh, will know uh, that we run a weekly webinar and uh, we'll be running it. I'll be running it next uh, uh, on, on the coming Wednesday at 1 p.m. UK time uh, on how to free up 15 hours a week, remove the constant stress of running a business and uh, uh, we'll do all of that without slowing down growth. In fact, in fact, I'll show you how to unlock growth. So do join us uh, during that webinar. You can find out more and register at www.emmanuel.co forward slash webinar. Until next time, have fun. Have fun.